Welcome to Rick's Corner, brought to you by Old School Labs, the brand I trust and the only one I put my name to. Use my code, Drayson12, on the link below. Welcome to Rick's Corner. The man, the myth, the legend. Now on with the show. remember the first time I got up in front of a class and they wanted me to talk, I said, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm intimidated and talk in front of 30 people. What would I say and how are they going to respond to me? But I did it. I'd go up last and I'd do it. And then little by little, I got a little bit better at it. And uh, I didn't feel so intimidated anymore. And then when I got into wrestling and started talking on the microphone, it really gave me the confidence to be able to talk in front of people and not feel upset or discouraged or insecure or intimidated. I remember, um, well, let me put it this way. You go into a room, let's just say you go to a party, you go to a club, you go to dinner, and you're with a pretty girl, and all she sees is another pretty girl over there who she thinks is prettier than she is, and so she's intimidated by it. You don't give that other person the power to intimidate you. You hold your ground and you feel good about yourself. They may look at her and think she's prettier than them, or you may walk into a room and see a guy bigger than you and you think, oh, God, that guy's big. And he might look at you and say, wow, look at the size of that guy. You don't know what other people are thinking, but it is, there's no place to be intimidated because it's not going to get you anywhere. It's only going to make you feel bad about yourself, and you're going to go backwards instead of forwards. I see people come into the Gold's Gym, and they're intimidated. I don't want to go there. There's too many big people. I'll feel lost. I don't think I can fit in there. Well, that's not true because it's not like that anymore. There's more of a cross-section of all types of people. There's a 90-year-old woman in there. There was an 89-year-old man in their training. These people all come to work out. They're not the least bit intimidated by anybody around. In fact, they admire the guys that are in shape. And so that's a, that's a real healthy way to feel. Um, it's easy to let yourself be intimidated, but you're in control of that. And you don't have to let it bite you in the ass because it will if you allow it to. Um, when I see guys coming down my street and I'm outside getting in my car and they see me and they speed their car up and they rever their pipes, either one, they're trying to get my attention or number two, they're trying to think that they're better than me or they're intimidated by me. And that's why they're doing it. I used to stop one guy I said, one day, I said, why are you going down my street like this? First of all, it's families and kids and you're speeding down here. Are you trying to impress me? Cause I'm not impressed by you at all. First of all, you're not tougher than me or are you gay and you're trying to get my attention? He didn't like that at all. He took off. He was scared. So, um, intimidation comes in many forms. When I first moved to Los Angeles from Bakersfield, I came from a small town to a big city, and I didn't know anybody here. And I thought, well, I'm going to make the move. And I was a little intimidated by coming here because this city moves fast. There's a lot of traffic. People talk fast. They work fast. Uh, everything is done at, at full speed, and you've got to be able to think quick along with them, just like in New York. I moved into Torrance and I got a job for Kellogg cereal for about a year selling cereal because I wanted a job that could pay my bills and they gave me a company car. So I went to the Long Beach YMCA. I heard it was a good gym. I go in there and I'm working out and I find my way around. And every time I would shower, about 10 guys would follow me into the shower and look at me naked. <laughs> no, this is not going to work for me. So um, I quickly grabbed my towel and my clothes and I left. And I said, I got to find another gym. So I went to Westchester YMCA, which was a lot more conservative, and there were nice people there. Most of the guys were from Manhattan Beach, and they had jobs working for the computer companies. And I walked in, and um, 
I guess I could have felt intimidated because it was new to me. And that happens. That's a normal way to feel. And I wasn't familiar with the weight room. and It wasn't very big. Um, I was in good shape. And so I started training and I found my way around. There was no headsets or cell phones or any of that stuff to distract you. You actually had to talk to people. So I made about three or four good friends. And I'd come every day and they'd come in after work and we'd work out. And on the weekends, they invited me to their place in Manhattan Beach. They would have barbecues and parties and let me get into their group. And I really enjoyed myself. And um, it was a different world for me. And it could be very intimidating if you're not used to it because Manhattan Beach is bumper to bumper parking. There's nowhere to go uh, and park your car and move around. It's very closed up, but it was fun and the people were nice. So then I thought, well, I'm going to go to a different gym because this one really doesn't have all the stuff I need. So I went over to Bill Pearl's gym, Mr. Mr. America, Mr. Universe. He was one of the top guy in bodybuilding back then. And he had a gym in Inglewood. Now, Inglewood is not best part of Los Angeles. They have a lot of riots there, and it's not, uh, you know, it's more of a black neighborhood, and I'm a Jewish boy in a black neighborhood. So I'm a minority. But it worked out. I got in there, and I made a lot of good friends, and um, they were all hardcore, and I looked around. It could be very intimidating until I got on the bench press, and I out-bench pressed all of them. When I did that, I was in like Flynn. They knew, oh, this guy's strong. This guy knows what he's doing. So I kind of proved myself on the first day, and my any feeling of intimidation went right out the window. I'd show up, and i feel good about myself. I held my head up high, and I knew that I could do a lot more than a lot of these guys. So I made friends there, and I started hanging out with them, and I found my way around L.A., and they'd take me to clubs at night and parties, and I'd walk in these strange places because it's not my hometown, and I don't know anybody. But it wasn't long before I met a lot of people. And uh, even out in Downey and places like that, they knew all the clubs where to go, where all the single women were. And I had a good time. I really enjoyed myself. I stepped outside the box and lived my life like I didn't live in my hometown. And I wasn't the least bit intimidated by it. Could have been, but I wasn't. So then time moved on, and um, I went to Goals in Venice. And I walked into the back door, and I ran into Arnold and Dave Draper and some of these guys. And um, that's when he was just starting out here in the U.S. And I looked around. I thought, well, I don't know anybody here. I don't even know Venice existed. I used to work out in Santa Monica or live in Santa Monica or actually hang out in Santa Monica as a kid. So it was intimidating seeing these guys because these were top of the line. And I got in there and I did some benches again. And I could outbench anybody, 450 pounds. And so I became one of the group and I fit in and I felt like I really found my home. Um, being Jewish from Bakersfield uh, is like a fish out of the water. And when you walk into Golds in Venice, most of the guys were all Jewish. So I, religion, I'm not a religious person, but it still makes you feel at home because you're with your kind. And it really helped a lot. So I met a lot of characters. I friended a lot of people. I got my name known. I became, uh, Weeders Magazine started using me for ads and Joe Weeder started using me. And the intimidation factor went out the window. When they would ask me to do something, I would do it. So then we started going out on auditions for commercials and films and the phone on the wall would ring and I'd answer the phone and they'd say, we need some guys for a show over at CBS or over at Universal Studios. So I round up a few of them and I'd go and I didn't know anything about auditions. We went for a Chevy commercial and we all got it and we filmed it down in Malibu. And um, I didn't go with any feeling of being intimidated. I went with the feeling of trying to learn what this was all about. So I did, and I found out the filming process and the casting process and all that. And I took notes because um, you could have gone the other way and just been a wallflower and not learned anything. 
And then I started going on auditions. And of course, on auditions, you're a little intimidated because you're going up against 100 people, sometimes 200. And you want to do the best you can. And it's not always uh, what you think it's going to be. Then you get a call back. On a call back, you think, oh, they like me. <laughs> they liked another 100 people too. So there's 100 people that went with you. You think, oh my God, I, it's, this is a little intimidating with all these people around me and I did what I could do and now I got to go against them again. But you get through it. And the point I'm trying to make is when you're intimidated and you break that barrier and you know that you broke that barrier and you feel good about yourself, that's where success figures in because at that point you're succeeding and you can probably apply that to anything in life if you want to do it. How many people start a new job and they're intimidated by the job, the coworkers and the bosses, and they go to work and they don't know what to say and they don't speak up for themselves and I can't talk to that one and I can't do this one because they won't like me. Well, you know what I learned out if you speak up, they respect you more and uh, you risk the chance of maybe getting fired, but probably not. You'll probably get a raise because you spoke up for yourself. So intimidation can play both ways. You can use it as a positive and not a negative. Use it to branch forward and, and get positive vibes from it. That's what happens when I saw these people walk in the gym and all of a sudden there's some of the there's some of the members and they're part of the group and all of a sudden their whole world changes and they become really, really happy. It's the same thing with dating. You, you see a pretty girl and you want to ask her out, but you're so intimidated by her, you're afraid to ask. 99% of that time, that girl that's that beautiful doesn't get asked out because most of the guys are so intimidated by it, they don't ask her. So if you finally walk up to her and say, look, I wanted to meet you or whatever it is, and, and I thought maybe we could get to know each other. She's going to jump on the chance because somebody actually asked her because everybody else was intimidated. And she's intimidated just by being herself that she thinks no one likes her. So if you look at it that way in a positive, it'll work out in your favor. There's just so many ways that, uh, that you can have intimidation, but there's so many ways to surpass it, become successful at what you want. And it's just not a, it's not a good feeling to always be afraid of your own shadow. I had a friend that says he'll never go to the movies by himself. He's intimidated by it. He says, I feel like one of those guys in raincoat sitting there. I go to the movies every weekend by myself. Do you think I care? I enjoy the movie. I get a popcorn. I get a Diet Coke. The security guards, they all know me. They know that I'm walking on a cane. I'm limping a bit. They carry my soda and my popcorn down for me. I meet other people walking out of the theater. I, I've learned to be able to talk to people about anything, anywhere, and get a laugh out of them and keep them at my command. I do this in elevators. I practice. I practice my comedy in elevators with, with 12 people that I don't know, and by the time we're walking out, they're all laughing at me and calling me Rick. So it's, it's kind of cool that you can do that um, because you know you're on the right track, and those people will never forget me. I guarantee you that one. So uh, if you're intimidated, there's ways around it. Just uh, look it straight in the eye and say, What's, what is there to be afraid of? There's nothing to be afraid of. I, I don't have anything in this world that I fear except fear itself. And if you're afraid of being afraid, then you got a problem. But you can beat that. you got to beat that. Look in the mirror and say, look, I can do what i got to do. I'm good at what I do. I'm, I'm going to face it face on, and I'm going to conquer it. And once you conquer it, go to the next level, the next thing that intimidates you, and conquer that. And gone down the line, down the line, down the line. By the end of the year, you'll be a different person. Trust me, you will be. I don't like to use trust me. I hate that word but you will be a different person because you've conquered so many things in your life that made you feel better about yourself that you'll be able to do anything. And when I get people on here sitting next to me on my show, Rick's Corner, they're intimidated. First of all, they're intimidated to meet me. I don't know why that is, but they see me on YouTube and I see people approach me on the streets and say, oh, I was afraid to talk to you. Why? I'm not going to bite your head off. 
and then they're afraid to come on here and talk. When I tell them the camera's rolling, after they've been talking, all of a sudden they go, they freeze up, all the camera's on? Yeah, just be yourself. The camera's not going to hurt you. It's just filming what we're talking about. And it's so easy to do. And then when we get done, they say, oh, my God, that was so much fun. When can I do another show? So you see, once you get through something, the other side of it, you're on the good side of it, and you see that it wasn't that bad. All right, that's my speech for today. I hope that you'll take this to heart and use it in your life because I think it'll make you feel better about yourself and the people around you, and you'll get a lot more conquered, and you'll enjoy your life a whole lot more. All right, guys, thanks for watching, and uh, stay tuned for next time online. I'll bring you more good, positive vibes. See you later. Hope you enjoyed the video brought to you by Old School Labs. Use my discount code Grayson12 on the link below at OldSchoolLabs.com. Hey everyone, now you can have the Gold's Gym logo drawn by me, the artist Rick Drayson, personalized and made out to you and signed by me to frame and put on your gym wall or wherever you see fit to do so. It's a piece of bodybuilding history. It will never be duplicated again. It's the largest selling icon t-shirt logo in the world. And I'm the guy that drew it and I will draw it for you. Just go to my website, rickdrayson.com and order there. You can pay through PayPal and it'll be sent out right away. And be sure to watch Rick's Corner for all the videos on bodybuilding, nutrition, fitness, pro wrestling, and anything that suits your interests as far as getting physically fit and being the best you can be from the golden era of bodybuilding. It's Rick Drayson. He's the equalizer, baby. See you next time.